0: in yet we're just doing intros and then we're gonna get the boys in Wait. we're here for some bounty brunch let's get the boys in now since bobby is ready to go <laughs> i gotta hit one of these new scenes let's go ahead and go with this one and see what happens
1: ooh, ooh, computer. computer
0: whoa we lost give me the here. slap it. should i sit behind should i should i sit behind the desk the whole time today
1: Oh whoa is it no because yeah. it looks like yes. <laughs> oh, it's it cute. looks like you're sitting at a little kid's desk. Little <laughs> <laughs> Crayola chairs. Yes. I like funny. It. Good. I like
2: funny. It. Good. Yes. All
1: right. No. Let's not do yes. that.
0: Let's not do that. Let's go to this one. Uh, watch my computer chuggle. <coughs> oh, dude! Right I now. like that.
3: That's a cool I do setup. Too. I do. The I transitions like pretty nope. schmexy that's, that's the wrong awesome. one. Sorry. There we go. Oh,
1: Ryan. Hey. Your your face is inside Eric. <laughs> hey. There we go. How does that now, feel? There we there go. We now
0: we're live, boys. Now we're now we're, hey, prof- we're professionals.
1: Hey, look, we got a new follower out of Vankman. We nice.
0: did. Thank you, Doctor Venkman.
1: He's okay. an okay guy. Occasionally, and by occasionally, I mean once.
2: I feel I, I refuse to even give him that.
1: I feel Venkman and I
0: are going to be great friends. You're a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you'll be friends nope. with him nope. I feel I feel his level of troll Is on mine And we are going to be
1: I don't know I feel... man I feel like he's the one that gets trolled uh,
2: I don't know He, He's Donnie from the Big Lebowski Let's just be honest
1: Oh, I've never seen that, so I can't relate. Okay, podcast
0: Whoa. over. Bye. We have yeah, a new homework. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no. Let's up, let's Guys, let's Rabbit. please
1: let's please not discuss the number of movies Caleb hasn't watched. Because the I'll rest- do it for you. I'll do it for you. I haven't seen Ghostbusters. Haven't seen Caddyshack. Haven't seen Roadhouse. Haven't seen uh, Animal House. Haven't seen Roadhouse. Any? I haven't seen. Roadhouse. I haven't seen. Uh, Daddy, Road what up. is it called? What is it called? Big Daddy. I haven't seen Little Nicky. I haven't seen the. Okay, Madison, hold on. How did Are we
2: you, go from Ghostbusters? Yeah, to Little you've Nicky? gone. Yeah, that's you've gone spectrum. so far no, off no, the
1: rails I haven't seen see any Adam Sandler kill. movies either. That's like, you're not that's, okay.
2: That's fair. I can I can forgive that. I haven't seen any Austin. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. I haven't seen any Austin Powers. Uh, it's fine. Uh, fine too. Yeah, the first the first one's really the one that kills people. Is I haven't seen Ghostbusters. Uh, I said, but
0: no, no, I'll, wrong I, I'll give you Ghostbusters because of the, the 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 age thing, right? The age thing. No, um, right. that's fine. Jumping I'll right the Ghostbusters, I'm not going gi- to. I will give you every Adam Sandler movie after Happy Madison or yeah. Happy. <laughs> after after yeah. Happy Gilmore,
1: Happy Madison. <laughs> Happy
0: Madison, Happy Madison Productions. That's really um, funny. I'm not wrong. Uh, because Adam Sandler, after Happy Gilmore, just started his slow, gradual decline into nothingness.
2: He it is kind up. of early,
0: Skiwi. Thank you. You're up. doing Bounty Brunch this week, though, boys. Bounty Brunch.
2: Hey, so, welcome, welcome back to Texas.
0: Thank you. It was a long and arduous week outside of my power source. I felt 100% drained um, yeah. when I landed uh, last night. And as my power returns to me, being back in the mothership, uh, I'm feeling good today.
1: Feeling good today. So I wish nice, did. nice. Well, welcome to Bounty Board. Every- oh, I'm sorry, welcome to Bounty Brunch, everybody. <laughs> it's a morning episode again. Last time we did this was Christmas, uh, right before Christmas, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, this week we just had a lot of going, a lot of stuff going on, so we pushed the show a little bit. But uh, man, how's everybody doing this morning? How's the uh, how's the how's the sunlight treating your eyelids?
2: That's great. Really looked outside yet? Are you guys morning people? I don't think you are. I don't think any of you are.
1: I'm I, I am okay because I have to for work. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't I'm mean okay.
2: you're a morning person. <laughs> I'm like six I'm six saying, on a, a day that you don't have to work, are you waking up early?
1: No, we are.
0: I'll, I'll just jump in here uh, first. We are we are so much not morning people that even our kids, eight and four, don't get up before noon on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so that <sounds laughs> amazing. You're That's amazing. You raising your kids right. Uh, my,
3: my parents made me get up at eight a.m. every Saturday. So did Saturday. mine. And like, my parents also made me do that. I'd go to my friend's house like on Friday night, and they'd make me be home at like 7 a.m. We got stuff to do outside. Excuse me? I didn't go to bed till 4. Like, I'm that's, not doing that's, this.
1: Man. That's, how, yeah. that's how
0: the Menendez brothers are formed. Shit like that. <laughs>
1: it's pronounced Menendez. I, uh, Menendez. <laughs> I
2: definitely had to do something similar. My, my brother and I did all kinds of chores and work on the weekends. But nowadays, I am very much a morning person. It's actually my favorite time to play games is like around six thirty, oh, seven a.m.
1: Bobby, we might have to be new friends.
2: I uh, absolutely adore it. It is my time. Like, my wife loves to sleep. So she stays, uh, she stays in bed till like 9.30, 10 o'clock usually. And so I'll have a couple hours in the morning where I'm playing. It's like, I have my coffee. It's just like, you know, people some some people start off with like a devotion or a crossword puzzle, like I'm starting with certain games. And there's morning games that I think are better than like evening games. I have a whole a whole spiel on it. Yeah, so I'm the same. Jot
0: this down. I feel a blog post on nerdybits.com by Bobby about evening games. Soft
3: clothes in the morning. Soft clothes.
2: <laughs> Hey, soft clothes in the morning is much different than soft clothes at night. Let me tell you. I, no, no, but I'm
0: thinking. I'm thinking Jesus this this turns H. into like a whole like wine pairing, like yes. games in the morning, games in the. Oh e- my uh, God,
1: Bobby, you're the, I, the you're the you the, you're the, you're the soft got, got clothes sommelier. <laughs>
2: Sorry, hold on. Your
1: T-shirt says "Soft Clothes Sommelier." That's what it's gonna fucking say. I'll
2: get a, I'll get some coffee mugs made.
1: <laughs> Yo, I have. Oh, damn. Bummer moment. My grandparents used to make mugs. Okay, oh. moving on. <laughs> I was like, hey, we can't. Oh, no, we can't. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> can't.
2: Um, so, anyway, I, I'm a morning person. It sounds like you guys aren't. Uh, but So, 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 here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing. So, um, everybody will notice I didn't ask how everybody's week was just because I know a few of us had kind of shit weeks. Um, but uh, I was laid off yesterday, so that sucks. Um, what? Yeah. So the game studio I was working at um was waiting for funding for a while and uh it the people that were the main investors, which were Saint Louis um big a big Saint Louis name. Fuck it, I don't care, he's an asshole. Rich Chaffetz, um of Chaffetz Arena is our like number one investor and he kept like playing hard to get. Um to the point where one of the offers was like, only four people can work there, but we'll give you money. Nope. Anyway, so they don't have... They didn't have enough money. Um, had to cut the con- contractor budget. And uh, now I do not I do not work there. Um, the reason I bring this up is Bobby was talking about morning people. I... Uh, so I've had a couple of jobs that have made me work in the morning. And I've, 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 been, I've... I learned to love it. And whenever my jobs were like, you don't have to be at work until nine. I don't try as hard. But if I wake up and have a cup of coffee... I mornings are delightful. Mm-hmm. I love being up at like seven and like getting a ton of shit done before noon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, it's wonderful. So, it's it just it, I think it stretches the day out. And like the problem is I stay up super late too, so like I I function on very little sleep. Yeah, so yeah I'm, just, I'm just beating myself up there.
1: Yeah, it's like apparently that's like not good for your brain. I don't know. <laughs> but
2: hey, really quick, I'm I'm sorry that you had to deal with that man. That's that's a big fucking bummer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sucked, but it's okay. I'll I'll be all right. You're going to see a lot more Nerdy Woods content coming up. (laughs) I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. All right. So, it's the morning, guys, and we're doing Bounty Brunch, and we have kind of a lot of news this week. So, I figured we could kind of sprint through some of them, but a few we would have to linger on. And the one that we linger on, I guess we'll start with. On Monday... At was it two or was it 12?
0: It was 12 p.m. Pacific,
1: 2 pm. 3 p.m.
0: Eastern Standard Time
1: and 2 p.m. Central Time mm-hmm. and 1 p.m. Mountain Time, if you can't do math. Um, Respawn announced a game called Apex Legends, and then at the end of the announcement trailer, released Apex Legends, and we've been playing it all week. What do you guys think of this amazing ass game?
3: It's terrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: Ryan's like, <"It laughs> fucking sucks. It's I, th- so- I think
2: I finally get what the battle royale game is. I think I finally get it.
1: Oh, was that was that prompted by us playing last night?
2: Last night had a lot to do with it, but so get- this is just a game that it feels a lot more uh, approachable. Is the word I want to use than sure. like some of the other ones that I've played? Um, it feels a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Attainable, like I understand it. I think there's some really good quality of life stuff in here where it doesn't feel like quite the slog. Low like,
1: floor, high ceiling, for sure.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think I don't think I'll ever be fantastic at this game, but it's one that like I can find enjoyment in. Even if I'm getting my ass handed to me, where like PUBG, like that was just fucking miserable to be <laughs> in that world and like not be good. Yeah. But here, there's sure. enough going on. And, like it's just a fun game to play with people, and I think. Like, even going around and like scouting shit out and some of the stuff they've done this is just really fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um we had a conversation last night Bobby and I before we started playing um and Bobby was asking like what the the strats are, like how how do you play and like what's the best way to play and I was like um just kind of watch me, I guess, cuz I play differently than Ryan. Um except last night Ryan and I finally I think found a little bit of synergy. You're um a because Ryan's generally more aggressive, and I'm more strategic. And I don't mean to say that Ryan's not strategic, um, but... Uh, it's all about that push life. Yeah, he, Ryan's all about it's the all push about life. All about that push life. And I was all about the flank life. And last night, Ryan and I actually, after Bobby and I played, figured out how to synergize that, where he would push and distract, and I came around the back, and we did it to, like, four squads in a row and just eliminated them. It was great. Well, then um, and think, then and then okay. finished the night on a, on a win. But... Uh, real quick, I'll finish this. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Um, but when Bobby asked this, I was like, "Just watch how I play." I, I generally try to avoid conflict. <laughs> and the next game, we were always in the right spot. We were always in zone, and then we got like on the roof of a building that had one way up for the final circle, and we won. <laughs> it was so great.
2: Our first one. First it was so good. Was a, a, a dinner.
1: It was so good.
2: And, like <laughs> we were getting all the great. The great drops. We were getting everything. It was wonderful.
1: Yeah. We were armed to the teeth and mostly unopposed. It was very good. There was so yeah. much gas. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. So we were on the roof of the, the market, if you guys know where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with, there was one zip line up you could take. And like you could mount the wall if you were really good. Um, but that was it. And we had a caustic on our team who oh. just lined all of the entrances to the roof with gas. Yep. They climbed up. He popped his super on top of all the gas traps he had, and then I threw my Gibraltar mortar strike, so they couldn't see. They were getting damaged I shot over time.
2: smoke, also.
1: Yeah, they couldn't see. They were getting damaged over time. There was an area of effect bombing happening. <laughs> we just... It was too good. It was way too good. Oh. Eric, yeah, you were going to say something. Go ahead. No,
0: I was just saying I'm super jealous that I, uh, I ended up having to get on a flight at 5.30 a.m., on Wednesday and then Amen. I did not get to play uh and I was gonna I got home last night and I was gonna hop on and then I was like you know if we if I if I get on now I'm not I'm not gonna get up for this podcast it's just not gonna <laughs> happen
1: uh yeah sure no How
0: many any alarms after the week I had no I was gonna <laughs> say it's it's interesting to hear because I I think of all I think of all of us I watch uh almost Consistently through the day, I'm watching battle royale streams, um, and I'm yeah. watching high level play. Like I'm watching Viz, uh, who's a former pro gamer uh, from TSM. I'm watching Doctor Disrespect. Love him or hate him, he is a legitimately good player at these games. Yeah, Shroud.
1: Um, Shroud. All I watch a lot of
0: Shroud. Yeah, That's yeah, great. I mean, well, Shroud's not human. Like he's a robot. Um, like, Dude,
1: watching. Sorry, I'm gonna real quick. Watching yeah, Shroud walk into a room and loot it
0: without. <laughs> It taking more than two seconds is yeah amazing. it's unbelievable yeah, the it's, way he it's just, absurd and then when he misses something, the way that he is st- never stops moving, spins the mouse around, picks it up, and then goes and it just continues on. It's perpetual motion yeah. the entire time. There is no sitting still. But I think That's it's right. funny that you mentioned, Caleb, the, the, your center, your playstyle and Ryan's playstyle. I'm glad that finally clicked because I've been waiting for that for some time because it is a legitimate oh, strat. Yeah. If you watch Shroud and his teammates, like his the two guys Shroud plays with all the time, they will push and then Shroud will sit back with the sniper so as they pop their heads the yeah. shrouds just Oh, uh, Ryan,
1: Ryan was just laying fire down and I literally walked up to this guy's back pocket and was like hey motherfucker <laughs> so
0: yeah Odin and I got it going because Odin likes playing Mirage so much and I like playing Bloodhound um, as my main and Odin will I'll do the Bloodhound scan which makes everybody scatter anyway because there's an area of effect uh, on that radius but then Odin will pop the Mirage and the Mirage clone is so good and Odin will like duck, and while the Mirage clone is running, and the clone mimics your movements in this one, unlike what it did in Titanfall Two, which is really awesome. So people will legitimately pop up and shoot at it, and then I've tracked them by the time that's happened. Oh, it's just yeah. I think yeah. of all yeah, the BRs, like Bobby said, this is, and I don't want to, I don't want to bemoan the topic uh, much more. Um, oh, it's okay. Go for it. But yeah, <laughs> as, as I think, as, bo- as big Bob, you and Bobby were talking about, is. This, Big, were you going to say Big Bobby? I was, yeah, you and, I was, I I'll was take it.
1: To, You and Big Bobby. You and no, Big I like Bobby. It.
0: You um, and Big Bobby. But uh, I think of all of them, this does have a super low cost to entry. Um, not sure. talking about the price point. We get into <laughs> it's that. free. But yeah, a little bit. I'm talking about from a skills, from yeah, a skills sure. gap, right? Sure. Because of the Overwatch-esque champion play, um, you've got some abilities that can kind of save your ass in a firefight. Um, a well-timed Wraith dip. Uh, a well-timed Gibraltar uh, strike,
1: um, a well-timed uh, Bangalore smoke.
0: Yeah, exactly. Can get you out of that situation and change the change the you know, or even I don't remember the ro- uh, recon. What's the
1: robot's name? Uh, Pathfinder. 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 Yeah,
0: yeah a well-timed uh, a well-timed Pathfinder zipline can get you out of a situation, or even change the moment-to-moment gameplay that makes it super fun. So. Yeah. Well in
3: this in this game I feel like the chicken dinners are more like earned. Like I see in PUBG and Fortnite and you know all those other ones, it's just you you just go and you kill somebody, but this time you're fighting people with abilities. You catching people after Gibraltar's used his you know, his gun shield. You know, you're catching, you know, you're waiting for the end of, a, of a, a battle between two teams to know, like, all right, this is our time to shine. We have all of our abilities. We got to use this. Or if you get, you know, ambushed, it's more of, you know, what do we got to do at this moment in time with the three different abilities that we have as a team? What do we got to do to make this happen? And, it, you, and it's not just playing the game and winning it's actually earning your your take for that game because there's been times that you know i, I it was either with Ski or Smurf the other night there was two teams fighting and i was playing Wraith and we was like oh we got to get to that building behind them and we had a couple open areas that i had to run through i popped my ultimate i popped my cloak because i just i found out the other night oh, that you can do both oh I was just about to game. ask that that's so fucking good so i popped my portal Pop my cloak, ran all the way around behind them, finished the portal. They hopped in with me. and oh, we that's flanked the so shit good. out of good. As soon as they won, that's so immediately good. Immediately killed everybody in the house. It was it was a perfect play, but <laughs> if I didn't have those abilities ready, things weren't going down that way. It was amazing. So the and, and I and you know I somebody or I think Bobby or no it was uh, Celtic that say that sent that link the other day. About the the guy that does gas blocking people in rooms. Yeah, you guys see that? One? Yeah, yes. That I'm. I've been waiting for these fantastic plays to come out, and I've been trying so hard to find them myself. And like that one that I did with, with Wraith was one of those plays. Like, yeah. you, you can flank super hard, or you can do these specific things. And I I think from the weeks to come, it's going to be we're going to see some great plays out of this game. I mean, yeah. think
0: that brings the. I mean, that's where we're talking about like it, it's. It, and I know we're going to get into the into the topic a little bit earlier. I'm looking at the questions, you know, um, for for the week, but I think it's that's where it brings that moba moment to moment gameplay where it change. You know, you get the right and you play League of Legends enough, Ryan, to know that you know you get that one guy who comes in fresh from the, you know, maybe fresh from the Rift, um, with all his abilities reset and hops in, and then all of a sudden it's a pentakill. Um, It just blows up everywhere. I think that's kind of how this situation is. We had one where I was dropping back in from the ship, and I literally landed because I got killed, literally landed, picked up a shotgun, and then was able to save the guy, you know, go and flank and get the guy that was shooting Odin uh, and turn that whole situation around. Um, Yeah, I think there's going to be, and it's tough to, I think it's going to be really tough to form a meta in this game based on, the way the champions' abilities work because I haven't played one yet where it's like they don't all have... Uh, there's going to be synergies between champions. Um, or legends, Yeah, but it doesn't
1: so. feel like there's any OP people.
0: No, not at all. I haven't like, felt... Weapons, yeah.
3: maybe. <laughs> but not people. The wingman
1: might get nerfed, and if they do, my heart will break a little bit. But Yeah, uh, I th-
0: I, but I think even then that wingman is the only one that... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and
1: not many people use it. It's kind of hard to use. So, like, if you're good with it, I kind of feel like they should leave that. If you're a hand cannon player in Destiny, you, you could use the wingman. You know? I, I, I'm a terrible, terrible hand cannon.
3: probably needs
0: to slow down, I think.
1: I'm a terrible hand cannon PvP player, but I play with the hand cannons in PvE all the time. Yeah, see, I so, use hand
0: cannon PvE, PvP mm-hmm. all the time, so... Yeah,
1: yeah, so... Um, just to speak to Ryan's comment real quick about how this one feels better than PUBG um, for for some reason Um, I think it's because I haven't lost a game and it's been because I just got fucked like PUBG will frequently be like, well, we had to cross this gap and there was nothing else we could do and we just got fucked by a zone or we got fucked by a drop or, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. PUBG will actively ruin your game and Apex is built so that, like, even if you have to cross a gap, there's always some kind of cover. The topography of the map is built so that, like, there's always a flanking route no matter where you are. It's just better built. But...
3: Well, a lot of the champions provide that as well, right? I mean... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, PUBG, you could just be like, oh, I'm going to camp real fast, and then two seconds later, you're sniped and you're dead. But I could be playing as Wraith, and it's like somebody's looking at me. Like, the character will tell that to me, and I can relay that to my team and be like, oh, hey, look, we might get shot. Let's move. (laughs) Yeah. So it's...
1: Oh, the ping system, guys. The ping system is so fucking
3: good. Yeah, for, for playing with randoms, and you can communicate almost as good as being in a headset... Is fantastic. Yeah. Chef's kiss.
1: Bobby, you were going to say something?
2: Yeah. I just want to say, like, as we, as we, like, come to a close on Apex, that I think for me, it was really nice. And one of the best things about this, this game was allowing a community to be pleasantly surprised by something. And yeah. I think f- far too many times, like, these games get built up. We talked a lot about hype a few episodes ago and what that would do. Like, I think hype would have maybe crushed this game. Rather than, like, support it. And there was sure. enough that came out where, like, even in the, the instance when this game leaked, people were like, fuck it. No Titans, no wall running, I'm out. Like, But they didn't no
1: get to ruminate. Game. They didn't get to ruminate on right. that. It just the dropped. Community,
2: the community, like, started to boil a little bit when they heard some shit. And then they got pushed back. And I think from a news standpoint, uh, to have a game that came out this polished and to come out and uh, attract this many people and to make an impression with little to no ap- advertising really is phenomenal and uh, it, it it's probably going to be at, at the top if not the damn near like number one spot for game of the year when it comes to you know biggest surprise this is uh, a case
0: it's a case study we talked about this earlier in the week I mean the way that this game was first off kudos to Respawn for keeping this under wraps like period yeah. like
1: fuck dude in a, yeah. in, a,
0: in a world where leaks are so dominant and I think our next news article we're going to get into that um because uh, that, that that the Xbox Live expansion was technically a leak, um, but it, it's uh, it, in a world yeah where that is thing, and then to have a game kind of leaked. I'm, I'm doing air quotes for the the, the people that are going to listen to just the audio, but it was it was it was leaked on Sunday, and then all of a sudden Monday it was like here it is, um, uh, it, it just unbelievable, and then. It just worked, guys. It worked yeah. mm-hmm.
1: if there was f- so few issues, there still are i I was floored, yeah, no, so there there's a there's a we could talk about this game forever, and maybe we we, we will have to do that, maybe we'll have to like find a time to just record us just gushing about apex for ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, um, but suffice it to say it was a pleasant surprise, and it just continues to keep surprising and how good it is um. There is a deep dive trailer that came out recently, and roadmaps sh- the roadmap shows up at the end, um, showing that they want to release content every three months that includes characters, battle passes, guns, um, possibly locations. Like So that's dope. Look forward to that. But also, just to point out how popular this shit is, in the first eight hours, they had a million unique players. In the first 72, they had 10 million unique and 1 million concurrent. That's unheard of. Um, for a game to launch and in three days have ten million people play it, and to be maintaining one million and not have any serve, large server issues, I understand PlayStation had a drop out yesterday for some reason. Um, but that was Xbox. Was, for the win. Um, was,
0: but the, even the PlayStation dropout was it was like five minutes and it was done. Yeah, and they fixed. This it. is
1: this is a team that. A like, like Eric said because they didn't leak it A they love what they're doing and where they work so they're not going to the press and leaking because I maybe that's a longer conversation but I think yeah, leaks I think happen when it. people are not they they want us to be sneaky and I think the people that respawn A know what the fuck they're doing because yep. you don't launch a multiplayer game that, that lands this well without ex- large <laughs> amounts of experience and uh, and they, they, they love where they work and it's just mm-hmm. dope to see um, but we've talked about Apex for a long time, Bobby. Do you want to jump into uh, this Xbox Live leak that we were just talking about?
2: Yeah, we got an article here uh, from Venture Beat. Looks like it was written by Mike Minniti, uh, or Minnati, I think is how I say it. Anyway, um, <laughs> essentially, what's coming is that we're looking to. X- uh, sorry, Microsoft is looking to bring Xbox Live to more than just their console. They're looking to bring it to uh, iOS, Android, and the Nintendo Switch, which. It's pretty fucking wild. Uh, to put it in perspective, there's currently 400 million Xbox and PC players and that could grow to a potential 2 billion people, which <laughs> from like like if you think about that just from like a a a service standpoint, it's pretty pretty wild. Um, one of the first episodes I did with you guys, we talked a lot about Game Pass and what it could be and uh, we talked a little bit about XCloud at that time. And I do think that the idea of bringing Xbox to more devices than just a, a console, this is the vessel that they're going to take, probably. Um, but it makes sense, right? Like, there's been such a good relationship between Nintendo and Microsoft. And, like, Nintendo lacks a lot of the, the know-how in certain areas, or, like, online gaming. Like, point in case there's a lot of time uh, that, that I was playing Diablo on my Switch with a few friends... We would just use uh, the party chat feature of the Xbox iOS app because we couldn't do chat through Nintendo, which was a fucking bummer. And yeah. so I think like having this brought across for like unifying those fronts, but also making it easier to jump in and jump out, like what they've done with Minecraft, especially with realms, and then the Xbox Live achievements showing up there. Like Switch doesn't have any of those things, so. Uh, this is just another layer of that tinfoil hat we've put on when it comes to Microsoft and what they're planning on doing. <laughs>
1: Taking over the world. <laughs> but I
2: do think that um, bringing the service of Xbox Live, which has been, uh, in my opinion, like a phenomenal service since it launched. It's had its opportunities, but they've, they've continued to add, add into it, um, as well as like, some of the competitors there. But bringing it across multiple platforms that are not even like Microsoft hardware is really interesting to me. On what it could be? No,
3: this yeah. is this
0: is hundred percent the infinite vision of Microsoft right now. Phil Spencer, Satya, um, <laughs> the leadership, saying we're not playing the game of w- we're locked to a specific device, right? This mm-hmm. is a hundred percent Phil living good on his promise that he made at E three when he teased Project X Cloud with the trailer for Project Excel dropping. This is one hundred percent laying that framework of. Hey, guys, in the next year, as we promised, you're going and especially by the next console generation, we're still going to give you a physical piece of hardware if you want to get it. But we're not going to segment our audience. If you've got an iPad and you want to sit in the living room and play with your friends, knock yourself out. Yeah. I do, mm-hmm. We do not care as Microsoft anymore. All we want is you in that ecosystem. And that's 100 percent going to do it. And, I, you know, I love Sony death, but you know they make
1: some great games but hey guys (laughs) yeah man there was a there was a trend for eric and i when we started this podcast in june where i think every episode we mentioned fortnite and it got it became almost annoying no it became annoying um and for people listening you may be annoyed by this but we we will probably continue to talk about microsoft crushing it because we haven't had a reason to stop and uh the reason i say that is because this is again just another example of microsoft living up to that that infinite game mindset where they're not playing to beat anybody anymore they're playing to to better the environment of of gaming they're not they're not trying to win against playstation and i think more signs go to show and i'm going to segue this right into the next news article Uh, as sony has seen their stock drop recently um and i'm going to pull up this link real quick it goes to show that we're in a place where sony has been playing to win against microsoft for so long that once they started i think they lost sight because they were like well we were we won so who cares but Sony's stock price, this is from Game Informer, um, written by Imran Khan. Uh, Sony's stock price dropped 8.1%, the highest decline since 2015 for the company, which if you... Man, so... I don't, I don't know what, what the future looks like for Sony, y'all. Like, their stock just took a hit, for the, the largest hit for the first time in four years. They're not going to E3. They didn't go to. They didn't have their PlayStation experience.
2: I, I think, like, just just to like be a little devil's advocate here, um, the stock market as a whole is fucking tanking right now. No, that's true. This is true. and so like everybody took a pretty big hit. Now I do think that um, Sony taking a hit. Like, it's strange considering like the numbers they were putting up. Like, they had multiple games in twenty eighteen that were some of the, the highest selling of of sure that generation or this generation um i can't remember if red dead came out on uh i'm sorry i can't remember if red dead sold more on xbox or on uh playstation regardless like they had god of war they also had spider-man which i think spider-man was like the highest selling ever
1: spider-man sold more than any spider-man movie ever had.
2: yeah so i mean like they definitely made some money there on some of those exclusives sure and it's interesting to see like where they're going like like, I don't want to shit on Sony much. Like, you know, I, this, this is a nice bridge between what we were just previously talking about with Microsoft. Yeah, I was an avid Microsoft uh, Xbox 360 fan. I did not appreciate some of the uh, announcements that came with the Xbox One. I washed my hands and I went to PlayStation 4. I was kind of a naysayer for Microsoft for a few years, and... Uh, I ended up getting an Xbox, and now when people ask me, like, hey, what console should I get? I used to say, well, get a PlayStation because they have better exclusives, and, you, you know, you still get that experience. Now, with some of the quality of life stuff on Microsoft, um, I think that the the lack of transparency and informing of the community around PlayStation and, like, this self-imposed arrogance, it seems like, when it comes to, like, what we're going to do or not do, um, like, this, to me, this shows that people are wanting a little bit more communication and dialogue And regardless of sales, what you're seeing, like, Nintendo has kind of stepped in. They've been selling, you know, fucking hotcakes after hotcakes after hotcakes of the Switch. And then you've got Microsoft doing some really interesting things with Game Pass. And they've been swooping up some developers. And then Sony's over here. They've got, like, one or two cards that they already showed us for this year. And we haven't heard a whole lot about those. So I'm not too surprised by it. But... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: we we call that intro of the xbox um one the don matrick effect bobby around here so yeah. just, just so yeah. you know um caleb's gonna
1: just sh- sh- shake his head yep there it is there it is <laughs> um, just, uh, man it's so it's so good it's the, the conversation about the the rise and fall and re-rise of xbox is, yeah well it, uh, it, it, <laughs>
0: I, I I said Don Matrick and now my blood's boiling and I've completely forgotten what I was gonna say. Just make don't say noise. it again. Yeah, if you say gonna show up? Yeah, if you say it a third time, the he'll fucking, fucking he'll show the fucking up. The, the green screen's gonna disappear. Like the, it's gonna fall down. And he's just gonna be standing behind me and we're all gonna be. Like, ah. Anyway, um, no shit. Now I forgot what I
1: was gonna say. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, it's just it's. It's you crazy. said you call it. You said you call it the Don Matrick effect. Yeah, no, I know that. I, that okay. was a
0: smart ass comment. I actually had something legitimate to say. So
1: let's just move on, and I'll remember it in five minutes, and not. <laughs> so we can do that. Yeah. Um, Alright, so I want to run through the last news stuff Because there's some things that we added late And there's some things that I think need to be brought up But not talked about for super long Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is coming to Xbox One, PS4, and PC March 29th For owners of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey Season Pass You get that with it Um, It has all single player DLC And also a remastered Assassin's Creed Liberation with it Um, EA in their earnings report uh announced or i guess confirmed that uh Star Wars Fallen or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order another game by Respawn is coming out this fall so that's dope um Fallout 76 might be dead nobody gives a fuck <laughs> uh, and um Activision is laying off a bunch of people that's something interesting that people. we'll talk about more when we do the uh our big publishers dead or dying um topic uh but uh Activision's had a couple of rough months and a especially rough week and they're uh I think the the phrase was they're focusing their company more and they've got about nine thousand employees and I think I read that they're laying off like eight percent or ten percent or something like that. Um, so that sucks. Uh yeah, and then finally, just to wrap up news, um, kind of ending on a bummer, but a Twitch streamer and game dev was arrested in a child sex sting. Um, this is from Kotaku. I'll run through it real quick. It was by uh, Cecilia D'Anastasio. De- De um, Thomas Chung, an employee of a game studio called hi um, and a partner Twitch streamer was arrested last weekend in Brookhaven, Georgia, in a connection with a Super Bowl weekend child sex sting. So yeah, he was one of twenty-one men arrested. Um, That sucks, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not really much to say about that. Just uh, don't be a piece of shit.
3: Wait,
0: he was—he was was a high-res employee. I missed that the article.
1: Yeah, he was a high-res employee. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of them, one of them things. High-res wife, wife (laughs) flyby. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) high-res. Such a weird.
0: Weird place in the industry, is it? I love is. you. Uh, anyway,
3: mm.
0: they make some of the best clones in
1: the world. My daughter's still asleep. She wanted to come in and say that <laughs> that's, <laughs> because that's fucking weird. Um, yeah, Eric, if your kids wake up at noon, my daughter wakes up at seven every day because my wife is such a fucking morning person. <sighs> But anyway, sorry. We've talked about news for a long time, but it's Bounty Brunch, guys. We like taking our time on Bounty Brunch because it's fun and we enjoy each other's presence and company. But this week we're going to talk about something that I think weighs in with a lot of the topics we talked about in the news. And that is Apex Legends released and was free to play. Is free to play. And has microtransactions. And people don't like microtransactions on their face What the... Jesus. People don't like microtransactions basically because of the name microtransactions, it seems. And so it prompted a conversation among all of us this week about whether or not games should be more expensive. So, we had another topic planned, but we talked about this so much we decided to switch it to this week. So boys, should games be more expensive?
2: I think that there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Um, it's not a simple question. It's not a simple question. I think that there's a few things. So, like, whenever I just want to go back before we like do a roundtable on it to what you said about microtransactions. I think what pisses people off about microtransactions and maybe DLC in general is people feel like they're, get, they're buying an incomplete product. And I think that's what really like throws people off is that, hey, I'm, I'm spending 60 bucks on this game, that's, the, that's what it should cost sure this is this is where like it's been for a couple decades now i remember when i used to be able to go and buy a game and it was complete why can't i buy a complete game why should i have to pay you more for this game that i'm buying i think that there is a little bit of like uh uh, distorted reality around gaming and what goes into making these experiences we like our expectations of what those experiences should be sure and uh, we talked a lot about this, when we did mobile gaming as a group. When we talked about like a game that would come out on console being thirty bucks, but then people wouldn't buy it if it was on this platform for say ten dollars, or if it was the same cost on an iPad as it was on an Xbox, people would turn their nose up at it. And I think that there's an interesting yeah. like phenomenon happening in our culture around like what value and benefit should be from gaming. Sure. So I'm super like torn, as like part of me as a consumer enjoys. Like, the predictability of paying $60 for a game. Um, yeah. On the other side of it, like, somebody who has been paid to create things myself, like, it bums me out to think that, like, I would have to do a flat fee and maintain a project over a year at the yeah. that, at that. Like, that would be really, really shitty. And, like, I wouldn't agree to do that. Like, I don't know much much people who, like, create content or fix things or work as a contractor would do that shit. And so, like, why do we essentially flip <laughs> that? So, those are things I just want to figure out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Case. Absolutely. Um, Eric's got his hand raised. Well, no, so 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 I was was
0: actually raising my hand to Bobby's point. Like, I actually just put a contract in somebody that has updates.
1: Hold on, hold on. You put a contract in somebody? (laughs) Yes. Right in (laughs) here. Sign
0: this. Sign it now. And then I'll remove it. (laughs) Sorry, Um, I couldn't let that slide. Go ahead. (laughs) I found them. Um. No, what I'm saying is I actually put a contract in somebody to produce some logos over the year for them. Right. That update based on the shifts that are going to see uh, in, you know, in their business model and stuff like that. So it's an it's an ongoing contract. So it, it's kind of the same. And it's interesting. And it's I, I feel like it's an evolution right now. We talked about this a lot on a lot of the other podcasts, specifically with the mobile one. Right. Is it's. It's an evolution of culture, right? And we have been the we have been the staples of this gaming culture, this group, this art, this demographic, right? And I know we represent the span of ten years here um, across the across the panel. Are you technically um, a millennial? I am. What I am being dubbed as a zennial right? We are the we are You're right- like the
1: Gen X Gen.
0: Yeah, gen it's M- we're, gen yeah M- we're not gen, yeah we're not Gen X we're not millennial we are the first we are the we are the generation of people that understand how to use all of these apps and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. can figure them out. But like, I don't live my life by it. I, if I, when I leave my office, my phone gets put down, and I don't I don't I don't have to have my phone in my hand hundred percent of the time to feel yeah. like I'm not connected to something. Yeah. Um, where, there, you know, that's a lot of we could talk about kids and raising kids with social media on a totally that's a I have very. Sad, oh, my God. Yeah, that's please. That's a whole
1: that. other. That's I, a whole other episode um, where I may get angry and yell. Um, <laughs> oh, boy, we kind of have to do this now because I want to see that.
0: Yeah. Um, but my point is, is I think as my kids get older and I've noticed that the expectation for them and we talked about this on the mobile games, their expectation is not. A game costs sixty dollars. Their expectation is, I get a game, and now I am, I know that I'm going to have to pay if I want the next level five bucks. I know that yeah. I have to. I, I know yeah. that you know this game costs me nothing, and my expectation is, oh, I'm going to have to pay ten bucks down the road and things like that. So I think it's a cultural yeah. shift. And to be honest with you, I think it's the only way that the world can support the rising cost in games. And hate me or love me for saying it.
1: No, there's there's something. yeah. Go ahead.
0: It's true. You it, yeah. games are moving to a service, and the only way yeah. you support an ongoing service model is with supplemental income. At no unless a game costs a thousand dollars out of the gate and you sell a million copies, you're not going to be able to just develop shit down right. the road. Right. Um, and th- the chat said it. They're perfect microtransactions. I have zero problem with microtransactions. Yeah. If they are cosmetic, if they are um you know for uh you know a, a chance to get a skin you know mm-hmm. that that's a gambling ethics thing on the chance deal we'll we'll we'll, sure. we'll with that but yeah mobas have been doing this for how long's league of legends been out now? 10 years yeah. Yeah. nobody bitches it's just so, now that it's anyway mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's it, i feel like it's a natural evolution and we're culturally away getting away from and look guys if 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 you want if the community is okay with games costing it's $200, $300, $400 when they come out. Knock yourselves out. But I would much rather pay 30 bucks for a game and then support it ongoing as I feel it should be supported. Um, uh, and I think it's going to cause, I ultimately, in closing here, I think this is going to cause developers, like what Respawn just did with Apex, to put out a superior product that earns the cash of the consumer. Because it's yeah. no longer I pay you sixty bucks I get the whole game I play it for six months and I'm loyal to you moving on to the next one now it is I have put free to play money you I've paid no cost entry I've downloaded your game I'm obsessed with it like the second I saw that trailer I threw respawn thirty dollars just to say good job
1: right yeah so yeah. there's a there's I an issue there's an issue with that though because that if we're talking about an industry that is based solely on making and maintaining um, income right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Releasing a free game to earn people's stuff is a fucking gamble. It is. Like Respawn did it because they knew people wanted Titanfall 3. And because they knew they had something special. But the number of game studios that are willing to take that risk, I think, far outnum- or for, are far outnumbered by the number of publishers that will not take that risk. And EA is kind of in a spot. I think Respawn kind of caught EA in a spot where they they could do whatever the fuck they wanted, and EA was just like, please release something. Wow. Well, like, we didn't talk about this, but um, we'll talk about it next week when we do the publisher talk, but ea is having a tough had a tough 2018 um but like i don't know so, if we're going to see many games released that are as polished as this and free that's just like the, the amount of money that went into the development of this game is probably higher than most people think or understand um and releasing it free is a huge gamble um I don't know. I wanted to have a more elaborate point on that, but I think that's just like the most. Well, I think you've uh, got. I, yeah.
0: I, I've got two things I just want to say in rebuttal to that. One, you've got Vince Pella, who is a visionary to begin with. Every time that guy yeah. releases something, regardless of whether or not the community as a whole, there is something revolutionary about it. I mean, the guy put Call of Duty on the map.
1: Um, right. And then won his lawsuit against the publisher yep. Yep. to and, take his idea somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then he said, no. Fuck you, publishers. I, I'm Vince Sampella. I have 700 pound balls, and I'm going to throw them at you. Oh,
1: and then he uh, signed a contract with EA that said that they have complete creative freedom and EA's money. <laughs> yep. Which is like the dude. You don't. You can't do that unless you've got clout.
0: Yeah, that, that deadpan stare of his that he has 100% of the time is there. I think. Oh, no. He's always high. Yeah. It's not dead. dead.
1: He's always high. <laughs> Sorry. Go on.
0: We're not endorsing anything here. We're not making accusations. He just Man, has a very few If good you make Apex Legends, you're allowed to be high. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I'm not arguing that. Pop pop the bubbly <laughs> and hit that blunt. uh um, okay. <laughs>
1: That's on the back of Eric's shirt. Pop that pop bubbly and hit that blunt.
0: It's <laughs> the new house of glass tagline. Somebody quote I'll it. I'll get you a snuggie. I want a yeah. I want a snuggie. Oh, English, is, a, is
1: a snuggie the apex of soft clothes? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I want it old English. Pop the bubbly on the left arm and old English. will be a lot, lot of. Uh, it'll
2: be neon green. Uh pot leaves all over it too. Perfect. All over print. Amazing. Oh my god.
1: Old English font with neon green pot leaves. Is, is the uh This is coming.
2: This is amazing.
1: Oh, uh this is coming. They throw
2: something in the tip jar there, guys, so you can get one too.
1: Yep. Yo, we Perfect. gotta have a sop Skiwi said in the chat he wants a Bobby stream in a in a Snuggy. Um, okay. Uh we need Done. to have we need to have a Snuggy <laughs> we need to have a Snuggy Snuggy <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god, Snuggy Bounty Brunch. <laughs> Snuggy bounty brunch. I like
2: it. Snuggy Bobby brunch. I can <laughs> do it. <that.
1: laughs> Snuggle brunch.
2: Ooh. Go. Oh, God, I love it. You're talking my love language over there. I snuggle
1: may. I, <laughs> this took a fucking turn. Uh, I may, snuggle, snuggle brunch. Bobby I, that got aroused. May, that,
0: may be the, that may be the first podcast I have to fly to St. Louis, or you guys have to come down here to actually. Do. Oh, my God, yes. We're all together.
1: We're all on one couch and a bunch of snuggies. Just uh, snuggle brunch. one big snuggie. Oh, my God. That's called a blanket, Ryan. <laughs>
3: No, a snuggie. It's got armholes, so we're all sitting there. So
1: it's Colorado, one snuggie almost. with
3: like eight a human arm centipede
1: holes? fucking snuggie. <laughs> I don't. I
3: oh don't like where god, this is god. going. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> no,
0: this. This. This got out of hand oh real fast. You <laughs> <Human>
1: centipede
3: <laughs> snuggie.
0: The, the, the fuck. Ranch, that's me. Let's bring it back. That's right back, back Oh my god. I feel. God. I feel like we've turned this from <laughs> Bounty Brunch into Booty Board. Uh, <laughs> yes.
1: Let's, oh, uh, shit! let's, so uh, let's get enough let back here. <laughs> so we've already kind of uh, talked what about were we whether... About? Yeah.
2: I wanna I got I got something I wanna add to this. Oh, shit, not the please. not the snuggy stuff. Okay oh, damn it I gotta Let's explain. get back on topic. Um, so topic. I think to everybody's points thus far, um, a model that would work and hear me out is already been proved a little bit by Microsoft with a subscription service. And I think if they did a flat rate, so like right now, I think most of us from what I've picked up on the chat Is there's maybe one or two games, like outside of like games with gold or free PS Plus games or anything with uh, Game Pass. Like, if you were gonna spend your money on a game per month, so far without the announcement of Apex, there was like maybe two or three games each, I'd say, for February that we were all like pretty much take our money on, right? Yeah, sure. And so even then, like if you switch to a flat rate, like five or six dollars a month per game, and you are gonna pay that over. And over and over a month, and you can stop at any point in time. Like I think a lot of things are moving to a subscription service to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like look at how we are doing, uh, like Netflix. You've got Amazon Prime now that you subscribe to like that service per year. Like we talked about this before as well. But I think these games,
1: the commoditization of
2: service. Yeah, I mean, like it could work to rather than spending the four hundred dollars that you know Eric mentioned earlier. Like if you were going to like even beyond just like a free to play method. Like, these, like, if Anthem were to come out and they were going to say, hey, the game is $5 a month. Play it as long as you want to. Play it however you want to. Like, over a period of time, like, that's a game that, like, is a service, right? And if I look at Destiny, and when I was playing that for years on end, like, the amount of money they would have made from me if I just paid 5 bucks a month versus the, you know, $100 for the edition I purchased each time a new version came out, plus the, you know, season pass stuff, probably would have been about the same or more. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and I think that's a good point, because if you look at, like, all the things that are coming out now in terms of services, not just games that are, like, non-contract based, but monthly charges, um, like, for instance, like, Safe or, um, like, Internet now, where you can pay per month and, like, not pay when you can't or when you don't need it, um, I think that's an interesting thought. Like, if I could pay $5 a month for Destiny whenever I wanted to play it and then cut that off, and yeah, sure, it blocks access to me. But, like, if I want to play it again, just throw in $5 and kick up the – spin up the engine again and get into it. Are I we think talking about
3: paying full price for a game, though, and then paying $5? Or are we just paying – you're talking about paying $5 a month right no, now? No, I game? think
1: we're – I think, Bobby – I don't know. Bobby, you can answer that. Now in we're
3: sh- getting into in the in the the... MMO territory,
0: right? Where right.
1: this has been the MMO model for yeah, years. No. And everybody's kind of moving away
0: from that with the cost of – that plus a fourteen dollar a month subscription, uh, right. whatever whatever it might be.
1: Sorry, I got to interrupt real quick. The it, it's a human snuggle peed, but we can go on.
2: <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> I, I you know I I, I think that free to play is really interesting, and I think for the last decade that's been the go to model for mobile, and now this came over a little bit more prominently to uh, some of our consoles that we're used to. But yeah, MMO totally. Like you were paying fifteen bucks a month to play those games, which like now like essentially 2 months is what some of these games on sale cost. So like that makes a lot of money over a 12 month period where I think like if you spend 5 bucks over a year, like that ends up being that game and the idea is that you can continue it. But are you are you talking an initial
1: purchase though first and then $5 no, a month or just no. straight up $5 a month?
2: The straight up 5 5 bucks. Yeah. And I think that's like the idea is is that even like there'll be people who will skip a game. Like there's people I know on principle that won't spend sixty bucks on a game. They will wait for a sale, they will rent it, they will borrow it from a friend, yeah. they will do all they can to avoid. How paying many more that people
1: at, how many more people do you scoop up by just starting at five fucking dollars?
2: Yeah. I think that it becomes one of those situations where it's like you might have thousands of people in the first month's release throw you five bucks up front where they maybe wouldn't have bought that game at all. And yeah. like it's an interesting an interesting piece, yeah. So, well,
3: but see, but then you got games. Go for people it. like me. Like, I was pumped for Red Dead. Mm-hmm. I would have paid five dollars for that first month and been like, "Fuck this game." But what I did is, I paid full price, and,
2: mm-hmm. and they stuck for with it thirty
3: minutes. And I'm stuck I, with it because it's a digital download. I, there's nothing else I can do about it. I but paid ninety nine dollars for that shit. Yeah, they got my full year.
2: The amount uh, of disdain coming it from you that
3: way. so uh, at all at one time instead. It's
0: yeah, an, sure. It's sure. an interesting thing, and I it's a, it's it, and you see this in the tech industry all the time, right? You see massive proliferation of ideas, thoughts, companies, you know, whatnot. So, for example, when CRM was the big thing, and when I say CRM, mm-hmm. I mean things like Sugar, Salesforce, um, you know, these tools that everybody everybody has to use these days. Somebody has Oracle. You saw massive, same thing happened with marketing automation platforms, Marketo, Eloqua, these types of things, um, you know, where you saw massive proliferation of the tech. You could look at a, I would go to, I would go to conferences, marketing conferences, and I would see the, the, the stack, uh, a stack slide of a company that was doing the keynote speech, and they would literally have in their technology stack under marketing automation, there would be 52,000 products. Um, That's a big number, but there may have been 52, right? And then over the (laughs) years, as I go to like these MarTech conferences, serious decision conferences and things like that, I see that that MarTech stack getting smaller and smaller and smaller because there's massive consolidation. Right now we are in that period of expansion, of idea generation, where there's going to be a company popping up a minute that does things better. I mean, if you look at... If we're talking about solely subscription services, Humble Bundle has one. You've got Game Pass. You now have Discord if you pay uh, $99 a year. You're getting the same free service shit that you're getting from everything else. Steam does it. Epic does it. Um, There's a couple of smaller ones out there that are starting to do it. Um, And we're going to see that proliferation of tech until there's an equilibrium formed and we reach the top of that bell curve. And then everything starts to center around what actually works. Um, sure. on it. So I think, well, I mean, the, and the, you know, we could, I could get into the economics of the business and everything else around, you know, finding the market center point, and the you know, the saturation point of the market and stuff like that. But it's at this point, I think it's all speculation. It's all hearsay until uh, I think Microsoft has got it right. I think we're going to start to see a lot of gr- a lot of publishers gravitate towards that model, and then Microsoft mm. start, start start doing what Netflix is doing and going out to third parties and saying, hey. Here's fifty million dollars. Go make us a go make us a game.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I want to throw something in here really quick if I can, guys. Go for it. Um, so around the time you mentioned Red Dead earlier, and around that time there was some really unfortunate news that was breaking around some of the uh, work life balances that was happening in the industry. And then I think it became a little bit more of a conversation around like we should we should see unionization happening across the board for these guys sure. to protect them. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't think anybody. I've I've talked to a lot of people offline about this and like before we even brought the subject of like games costing more there was a uh, like hey do you think that the people who make these games you love should be better protected and it was like absolutely without fucking doubt like they should take care of them, they should unionize and I'm like okay should games cost more than $60 and they say absolutely not there's no way I would ever do that (laughs) and it's just it's just like okay well hang on a second because you can't have fucking both of those things like you can't want a better work-life balance for these people and then expect to pay them the same Fucking shit that you've been paying them for the last two decades, like games. Like I put that picture up in our Discord of like old and new, like it was games from like the first Zelda to Breath of the Wild. Yo, oh,
1: dude, it's amazing. <laughs> that, it's that picture amazing is so good.
2: And I think that when you start to look at like just at that, you're like, oh my god, games have come a long way. Well, no shit, they've come a long way. There's a lot of fucking people working on them. It's a huge industry. But then why are we treating it the exact same we have? Trust me, like, my wife would not like it if games became more expensive. I promise you that much. I necessarily wouldn't like it either, but I'm also under the impression of these are things that like I enjoy. Like I, I spend so much time in this world playing video games that as a lifelong consumer of it, I should and be willing to support the growth and expansion and quality of life that goes with it. And I think that if that requires a subscription, if that requires free-to-play, like to your point, Eric... I paid thirty bucks last night to respawn an EA for Apex Legends because I have gotten an enjoyment out of that game and I wanted to support that cause because I believe that a good product deserves money and so, I yeah. think that's what it is.
3: Yeah, no, I think. So, uh, oh God, Ryan, sorry, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> so if you, so I do like the subscription portion of it, but what if, what if they did something like this, like. Yeah, the, like Fortnite, they've got their their Game Pass. Other games have it too. No, So you can pay for that. But what if you could just subscribe to the developer? So like with Apex, what if you could just subscribe to um, Respawn itself? And kind of more of like a, I guess like a Patreon it would be in a way. But you could do a monthly subscription to that actual developer itself. And in return, they have specific things that that only subscribers get. You know, like, at one point with Netflix, I think if you subscribed, like, you only got specific kind of things or, or something like that, but some, some companies do that, but they give you an extra, like, care package for being subscribed to them themselves. And yeah. That way, you know, oh, I've got this cool skin that nobody else in the normal playing field can actually do. Like, that, that way you can still support... The games you and the developers that you want to support yeah. without supporting everybody at the exact same time.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking of just that a second ago where I was thinking, like, if Game Pass released a game that was bigger than what we've gotten on Game Pass, which is kind of hard to say because there's some pretty large titles on there, but like, say a game like Metro was launching on Game Pass and you had to still pay for Metro outside of Game Pass, I would totally be okay with that. Like, if premium games became a thing in Game Pass where um, you still pay the $10 per month for Game Pass, but you also have to drop 20 on Metro to play it. Um, instead of 60 it's 20 um, But and you still have to have the, the Game Pass subscription. I would be okay with that. Um, and I wonder if that's something that might evolve out of Game Pass, because no, I'm totally fine paying $10 a month dropping 20 on a game that's big and brand new and coming to Game Pass so that they get a little more money. You no, know, I,
0: think, I think that's 100% where this is going. If you think about, to Ryan's point, the evolution of Netflix, right? When Netflix first came out, it was 10 bucks a month. You got three DVDs. A couple years later, and I remember this because I had to sell it at Best Buy, and then all of a sudden my manager was on my ass to sell premium Netflix. And now you're getting three DVDs plus the streaming service, which was shit mm-hmm. when it started. Mm-hmm. Then eventually it evolves. I just got an email from Netflix saying, hey, look, here's why your costs are going up. This year, your costs are going from twelve ninety nine to fifteen ninety uh, to fourteen ninety nine a month, and here's why: in order to support the new development, the new four K content, we've got to increase that a little bit. So I hundred percent see, and but I can drop that down if I want to to keep my costs nominal. They're still offering me; they're offering me a new tier of service where I just don't have access to the four K content, right? Yeah. Um. So I I, I see that game pass ev- evolving into that model where there are different tiers of subscription based on what you you uh, based on you know what you are what your tolerance is and what your budget is I mean we already know that's a thing Microsoft's already doing that right with the uh, contracted Xbox that you can buy um,
1: yeah yeah for, yeah from for, um,
0: uh, for whatever it might be um, yeah. I think whatever Smurf just said is uh, I think I think he's exactly right I think we're gonna talk um, I think we're going to talk about uh, that in our publisher's podcast, but that's that's where we are. Gaming is as an industry. Gaming right now as an industry is where it was, where music was when Napster was taking all the artists money
2: i was just about to bring right. the music analogy yep. like it's perfect yep. yeah when we napster are, was when napster right was there. cracking skulls we're, we are we're in right same there place.
0: and napster forced and i feel like get not now game Pass is doing it completely legally right i feel like uh, where <laughs> napster <laughs> napster forced an industry to evolve yeah. um and everybody scrambled to catch up real quick i feel like that equilibrium has now been found music is now Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever your whatever your $15 a month is, that's how you're consuming. Uh, yeah. That's how you're consuming. And I feel like that's where gaming is right now. And that's what I was talking about earlier with that consolidation effort. There's going to end up being a few big players. And I hate to harp on it again. We said at the beginning of the podcast, Microsoft is at the <laughs> forefront of that consolidation. And yeah, they have Game Pass, absolutely. the perfect best service out there for that.
2: Bobby, go. So, so for, for the music thing, like right now... I have, over the next three to four months, about seven to eight concerts booked, paid for, ready to go. And it's no different that, like, I've, I've streamed their music. If I like what I hear, I go and I buy the record. I own that physical media to support that, that artist. And then if they come into the area, I'm going to go and see them live. And I might even buy, like, a sticker or a pin or something there. Like, t shirt all the time. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. So it's one of those situations where, like, we don't bat an eye as a community, when it comes to that, when people are going to go, oh, I'm going to go to a concert. I got this fucking $50 Taylor Swift t-shirt because I sat in the nosebleed section to watch that tour. Like, it's one of those situations where... Paul, hold, like, on, oh, cool. hold on, hold on, He has
3: a Taylor go. Swift oh, okay. shirt. Okay. Not me. All right. No, no that <laughs> wasn't
1: a story. That was him. Got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: just saying, like, for for example, we as a community, like, music aside, like her music whatever, like, people don't think anything of that. They're like, oh, you paid... Two hundred dollars to your concert tickets, and you bought a fifty dollars T-shirt, and God knows what. But yet, if we say, "Hey, you should spend thirty more dollars on that game that you love," and you've spent far more time with, and you maybe that album, who knows? Yeah. Like, I just think that it's an interesting like. There's societal things that keep us from like being okay with it because it's just this is how it is. This is what it is, and like that's what led the music industry to fucking crash and burn. They're trying their damnedest to rebuild it right now. Uh, I think that physical media sales are up due to. Uh, artists taking a bit more control over like the packaging and some of the things that they add in like the pre-order bonus so to speak for like hey I'm going to get this vinyl well I could pay five bucks yeah, more and games and are I
1: already can... there for that
2: I know, <laughs> like you're going to get a bunch of shit you're going to get some swag with it that maybe you wouldn't get if you bought the standard edition yeah. but if you like that artist or if you like that company or if you like that game it's kind of a non-issue like you're just going to do it because you care about it and yeah. uh, emotions weigh in pretty heavily on things that you like so yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I wanna I wanna jump into chat
1: for a second because uh, Skiwi and I have been having a pretty good conversation. So I we brought up unionization, and Skiwi's initial reaction was that uh, he doesn't think it's a good thing um, because it's such a volatile industry, and that there's no way student studios, not students, would be able to uh, afford it. Um, and just to recap for people that are in the listening to the podcast and not here on stream, um, that conversation has gone back and forth between like. Studios not being able to afford unionization, and then my response that unionization would have to be specific based on like your income as a studio and the number of people you have um, so that small companies wouldn't have to unionize and could do contract stuff more frequently, and that big companies like Ubisoft and Red De- uh, not Red Dead but Rockstar would have to unionize because they're so huge. Um, there's a lot of conversation that goes around about this, um, yeah, and and Skiwi did bring up that like if we do if unionization does set up laws that say you have to make this amount with if they set up sliders that are based on your your amount of income and your number of people, um, he's right. Like there is a chance that there there will be studios. There's not even a chance there will be studios that's purposefully aimed below that bar so that they don't have to unionize. Um, but the what I think comes from that is people like the the companies can do what they want to try and avoid unionized unionization um, laws if, if it comes to that but the people that work there are going to demand different things and I think that overall the unionization argument is less an argument of pure um un un um, what am I trying to say sorry it's less an idea of like pure and By the definition, unionization, and more an argument of these studios are doing their damnedest to not take care of their people, it seems, and the people are fucking tired of it. And so maybe unionization isn't the be-all, end-all answer, but it's definitely a a stepping stone along a path to get... You know the employees, these these people that are making our games and like ruining their lives doing it, getting them some kind of protection. Right, and Mm -hmm. I I
0: think it's I think a intermediary step there is not. uh, You know, I I I I hundred percent agree. There needs to be something that the gamer the the the. the, the, the game developer not the developers the people that are working for the developers need something like the screen actors guild like the screen actors guild or something some type Mm of organization it doesn't necessarily have to be full union i think the interesting thing there is um and i am i am the entrepreneur or capitalist of the group right we all we are all aware of this um so i think i think that's a it's an interesting thing to go with how you figure that out, and there's economies there, and how does it work? And I kind of adre- I kind of agree with Skiwi Studios are going to purposely not hire and keep lower headcount. To make sure that that's there, but on the other side of that sword, those employees are then going to figure out, like, wait a minute, the owner of the studio is going to. The, the market always finds balance, right? It always equalizes itself in some fashion after some yeah. sort of time. It's completely cyclical, and I think right now, going back to my earlier point, we are at that side of the. We are at that side of the the ebb and the flow of shit. Napster's out. i.e. E Game Pass. In this scenario, how the hell are we all going to keep up with this? Because everybody wants to be over here, we've got to figure this out and, and kind of find that
1: balance point, which is which is where I where I think we are. Yeah. Um, so to transition the conversation a little bit away, um, the we've talked a lot about games with like their ability to have game passes, um, sorry, rocket or battle passes, those kinds of ideas, and uh, being able to like microtransaction their way into like better fiscal standing. Into that doesn't. Huh?
0: microtransacted in my heart, baby. <laughs>
1: um that I think this the conversation's great and and is a, accounts for a very large portion of games, but what it doesn't account for is the other large portion of games, which is single player games and like as much as like battle passes rocket passes like those those themed ideas that give you a bunch of content and stuff while you play the game for multiplayer and level up and things like that, we haven't seen a good. Maybe I'm not, maybe it's possible, but we haven't seen a good um, implementation of that in a single player game. And I think that's kind of the fear that's been popping up in peoples in, in people's uh, brains in the last like three years is that single player games are dangerously low earning if they're not huge hits like God of War and Spider-Man. And microtransactions don't fly for people buying single-player games. Like, the only beef Ubisoft has gotten recently is that the Assassin's Creed games have had microtransactions built into the campaign. Um, sorry, not built into the campaign. They're not required. But their, their single-player games have microtransactions, and people fucking hate them. And it's like, dude, like, don't get them if you don't like them. Change channel. Yep. But how do... Single-player games continue to survive and thrive in an environment where games that make money are able to make money over time based on constant multiplayer
2: interaction. Well, I think also, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, that's an interesting one because they agreed that, like, for every paid DLC we release, we're going to release a free one as well for the community. And I think that some of the cosmetic things that you can purchase in that game is a micro transaction. Again, like it has perks because it is a piece of gear that does qualify for, you know, some sort of stat in the game. Sure. If you like the way it looks, fucking buy it. But the other thing too is it's like I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, like, I paid for the double XP, the permanent double XP in that game because it's fucking massive. And at the time that game came out, I knew I was gonna be juggling a few things leading up to game of the year discussions on the previous podcast. And I wanted to get through that game uh, and elevate my character the best that I could. So it was like, what, 10 bucks to mm-hmm. cut in half the XP game? Now, I think that's a little slimy. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that should be something you get in-game. Yeah, But yeah. like, the ethics of it, whatever. Like, I personally made a decision. Nobody forced me to do that. Like, I supported it because it worked best for, like, what I was doing. Like, I don't think that you should necessarily have to do that. But, again, like, to your point... I bit. I did it. Like, yeah. It's just something that like worked out well for me. So I've got
1: an interesting... I, I realized... Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick on you, Ryan. I realized that yep. you don't play single-player games very much. And I want to evolve this question kind of specifically for you. Like, What will make you buy a single-player game? No. Because I, we used to play Assassin's Creed together, like single-player outside of the multiplayer, together all the time. And we completely stopped doing that after like revelations. Um, mostly because the multiplayer started to suck. But like if if single player like the reason single player is not surviving is people like you, and I'm not trying to single you out or say you're a bad person, it's not it's absolutely a trend in the industry. Yes, but he there's are, a yes, lot of <laughs> fuck off, Eric, I'm almost talking to you. <laughs> but but a lot of people like you have stopped playing single-player games because of like the constant updates and immersiveness of multiplayer games. So what does a single-player game have to do to appeal to you?
3: It has to have more people to play with. Like that's, that's, <laughs> it, has that's it has to not be single-player. It has to not be single-player because hmm. they, I've got so many games that I can go jump in with and play and experience at the exact same time with somebody over the internet that... You know, I mean, if I was playing a single player game and I had people hanging out in the same room with me, it's a little different because they're experiencing it with me. We're talking about it right now, what just happened in the game, compared to I can jump in with. You know, three or with the two of you guys, and we can go play Apex right now and do some massive killing. So it's an argument of like an amazing plays. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it's is it an argument of cooperative then? Like you, you just need cooperative. You don't need like adversarial multiplayer. You need like right. someone to I need, play it with. I, I want ah.
3: somebody to play with. I mean, like I've like I've said multiple times on the podcast is, I get on. There's nobody to play with. Nine out of ten, nine out of ten times, I'm not going to stay on for the rest of the night. Sure, or I'm going to find out if anybody's getting on soon, and then I'll do something else to occupy my time until then. But
1: have you tried? Um, so Skiwi brought up something dope in the chat, and I'm sorry, guys, if it sounds like if it feels like I'm taking over. I don't mean to be. Um, but Skiwi brought up something dope in the chat that he said that's why he loves streaming single-player story-based games. Have you tried streaming? Like a single player game? That way you've got that like camaraderie of people hanging out with you without the game actually offering it?
3: Um I you cause I, I haven't yet. Because you've streamed Astro Near by yourself. Well, I mean I, I friggin' streamed Farm Simulator for eight hours, but that I wouldn't qualify as a single player game.
1: Were you playing with anybody? No. That's single player, right?
3: Yeah, but I'm I'm talking more single player as like Story-based. Story based, Red sure, Dead, sure. you know, Assassin's Creed, things like that. But um, I see your hand up, chill out <laughs> <laughs> He keeps putting it down and back up right? and a- actually, Eric, has,
0: <laughs>
1: Eric has been a flurry <laughs> of motion right now
0: <laughs> Actually, actually, go ahead, finish your point But Adam Muski brings up exactly what I was going to say uh, And I'm glad you're here for this Adam Go ahead um, So,
3: you know, I, I would probably stream it If um, More of If I get a, a consistent viewer basis um, if Sure, I, if sure, I knew, sure If I knew somebody would be there Maybe yeah. um instead of you know like i play apex the other night for like five hours and i had two or three people pop in but if it's you know if somebody's sitting there and you know i've got somebody talking with and and watching what's happening or like helping me through something at the same time i i could see myself doing it but it's uh, it's more of the the camaraderie at the same time everybody's seeing what's happening it, it yeah that's, yeah, that's what breaks it for me. I think, sure. and this is the big, ba- and Skiwi is, pro- Skiwi
0: is predominantly a, a, a you know, Skiwi. <laughs> predominantly. Predominantly. Um, <laughs> he is a predominant single-player streamer, and that's, you know, I think that's something every streamer goes through and struggles, and I'm just now getting to the point um, in the recent months where I'm able to do this when I'm playing a single-player game, is an, and I don't want to, we're going to have a topic solely on streaming in the next couple of weeks, where, you have to talk constantly with if you're playing a single player game i think that's where you a lot of a lot of younger streamers fall back into they want to play with their friends they want to be in a party and it's not that i don't want to play with you guys but there are nights where for my stream i'm going to play a single player game and i'm going to interact with my community because my community has hit the follow button they've hit the subscribe button and whatnot to interact with me and if i'm always in a party Mm -hmm. with somebody i'm not interacting with my community and streaming that content right so i think that's where it is i think adam uski is maybe uh, of all the people in the The chat right now the most successful at this um he is a minecraft streamer if you guys don't you know if we can get a shout out out for for adam Skiwi, that would be great um, and he does this probably better than everybody in the stream right now. He is constantly talking about what he's doing in Minecraft, constantly talking about building it, um, and he draws a crowd for that. And, you know, outside of that, no offense, guys, to those of you with beards, is puts y'alls to shame. I mean, it is beautiful. Uh, oh, I'm makes, working on it, though. It makes me the most jealous. Um, but I think that's that's one of the th- interesting things that you bring up. But I feel like, to Caleb, your original point, developers are having a tough time finding the dollars in making a single-player experience, right? Is It is... It, it, and even... Uh, even... What was it? Was it Microsoft? Or, I can't remember who had the tagline. Games are better together? Or, uh, or something like that. Or maybe that was EA. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point being is... is I'm looking up. Even Anthem, while it's a has a single-player campaign, forces you to be in parties... In free roam with other people, right? I can't go into free roam by my. I can go to free roam and be by myself. I can go to the other side of the world where everybody else is.
1: Minecraft uh, had a better together upgrade up, up uh, update with uh, Nintendo. That's what it was. Okay,
0: so yeah, yeah. go ahead. Microsoft and uh, Switch uh, or Nintendo, um, right? And then yes, Kiwi, I think it is there. Is is and you and not to bring on you know not to harbor on my stream, but the whole time the three parts I played through Hellblade, I was able to talk about the personal connection i had with that with my stream from a single player experience because i'm affected by that, that a similar uh mental disorder right which you know i have had to work with my entire life um and you know that's why sometimes you guys see me looking like over here um or the motion comes out like crazy is it's that's what it is uh, uh <laughs> yeah but you got it anyway adam um my point is, is I think it's 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 an interesting dynamic where even you see at the top tier, the Shrouds, the Docks, the Ninjas and whatnot, they will play for four or five hours by themselves before even squatting up um, uh, for that stuff. Anyway, go on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I had a question I was going to ask you guys uh, a little bit before we got into some of the streaming stuff. So when it comes to... Uh, like pre ordering a game, like we talked a little about hype and like how you should or shouldn't pre order. But when you buy a game, do you guys traditionally buy just the standard $60 variant of that game, or do you spend more money and get the like maybe ultimate or gold edition or like pre order bonus? Like, which ones do you guys typically go for? Um, so it depends on the game. Um, Assassin's Creed, I almost always go
1: with the gold because I believe in what they release and their DLC has been good the last two games um black flag oh sorry not black flag syndicate was good and uh origin was good so i bought the odyssey season pass and uh i'm getting assassin's creed 3 for it so that's dope for most other games i generally buy the basic um and wait to see what the season pass stuff is even so far as spider-man like i didn't buy the ultimate edition of spider-man for i think it was 80 that came with the uh city that never sleeps dlc and, and all that too um just because i wanted to see and i haven't actually played that so i didn't even finish spider-man unfortunately um i play it still but i didn't finish it um so but then to jump completely outside the box when i'm doing fucking when i when halo comes out i buy the most expensive physical edition so i can get the statue
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so it's it kind of it kind of all goes back and forth Eric, what about you?
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you guys and with the chat, right? It 100% depends on the game. Um, The, like, Anthem, I'm super into that game, so I bought the Legion of Dawn edition um, just so I get the extra, you know, tchotchkes and whatnot. Uh, And then uh, Division 2, I will most likely get uh, the more expensive digital version. I have not gone so far this generation to go and buy a super expensive physical version of the game, because I've gone almost entirely digital. Or No, I have gone 100% digital. Um, If I want a tchotchke like that, I run down and use GameStop for what GameStop is now, a, uh,
1: you know, Funko Pop
0: Collection Zone.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's how GameStop's going to survive, (laughs) y'all. They're going to sell... Physical trash keys.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and even when I do go to GameStop, I look at them and say, if I'm going to trade something in, they're like, what game do you want to put money on down on? I go, no, no, just give me store credit or give me an Xbox, you know, code that I can
2: just fill up my wallet. Bobby, what do you buy? You didn't answer that. Uh, so I, I talked in the chat here. Um, I'm lumberjack smacked on the chat. Um, so for me, I, I typically don't buy the physical stuff. I just don't have... Uh, a place in my home that really I can, like, put up that stuff, I guess, here in the office, but that's just not the aesthetic that we're going for here. Um, so I usually get, uh, if, I, if I'm excited about the game and I want to support it, I will buy the, like, gold or, you know, ultimate edition of that game sure. uh, di- digitally so I can get, you know, some some skins or some unlocks in the game, season pass, potentially. Um, that's burned me a few times, but usually it's a, it's a pretty good investment.
1: Yeah, no, the season pass for... Um Assassin's Creed 3 burned me. I fucking hated the King of... The ter- ty- Tyranny at King George DLC. I fucking hated it.
2: Um, I, I didn't like Assassin's Creed 3.
1: So, I didn't initially. Um, and I came back around to it. But we can talk about that around March 29th when the new uh, remastered version comes out. Um yeah, there's... Man. Okay. So, uh, we've talked a lot about the prices of games changing, um, and I know we've probably said most of this already, um, but how much would you pay for a game based on the time you put into it? And this is something that I haven't brought up in the podcast specifically. Um, and and uh, essentially, like when you go to a movie theater, you spend $15 for a two-hour movie. If that were to be the case for a video game that you played for 30 hours... That's so much more money. So if you break down a game based on the hours you play, like how much would you pay? Would you pay differently based on the length of the game? Is what I'm asking. Um, like Call of Duty, would you pay a hundred dollars for because you're going to play it for three hundred hours because you're a huge fan, um, or does that not work? I
2: think it really depends on like what you're getting out of it. I mean, for example, a single player story on something that's standing on its own two feet. Is that going to be enough to carry? Like, is that $60 going to carry that game? Like, are they going to add more to it? Where, like, a game that I'm having, you know, 100-plus hours in is usually a a game as a service. So, like, if I look at 2018, I had a shit ton of hours in Destiny and even more so in Monster Hunter World. And those are both games that, like, are adding more content to it. Destiny's been charging more than what um, uh, Monster Hunter has been, but I put far more hours in a Monster Hunter to the point where it's like, I would give these guys more money because I appreciate and I value the time I have with that game. So, like, I do think that it is something I, I agree on. But yeah. need more for what you're doing.
1: Anybody else have a feedback yeah, I, on that?
0: I think I, you know, the, the, the chat, you know, the, Adam Iski brings up an interesting point in chat is, I think it's, and this it, what plays into the whole topic, right, is we're starting to see, like, Apex. I will give that game money. Because that game is phenomenal, but there was no cost to entry, right? I have where I have a hard time is, and I know this is contrary to what you know uh, we've all been talking about a little bit is when I pay 60 bucks for a game, I don't mind buying a season pass, I don't mind buying some extra content. But um, I think I just I'm gonna 100% just beat defeat myself in this argument here. Um, <laughs> you know and it's it's to play games with you guys if you guys are going to buy the extra content i don't want to fracture the community so i think games like we're going to start seeing a difference here in and that's where microtransactions are coming like anthem right is sure. original um, in the fact that they're not going you know, to charge for DLC anywhere because they don't want to frac- they don't want to fracture that community right they're not charging for a season pass they're not doing that so I think we're going to start seeing that trend go a little bit more uh, and I think it's going to be interesting traditionally like I bought the season pass for. The division. I bought the season pass for Destiny simply because it is a it's a cost savings thing, right? It's just it's a matter of economics Uh, to me. It's it's sixty dollars to buy a year's worth of content, or it's forty dollars to buy a year's worth of content. So even if I don't end up playing, I've still got that twenty bucks in my pocket uh, there. So
1: yeah, and uh, Ryan, how much would yeah go for it?
3: If we if we break it down to buy hours played on specific games, so I'm just going to bring up Rocket League. I've got a thousand hours in on that game, if not more. And the game was only twenty dollars when I got it, and I did the quick math. Yep. It's point zero two cents an hour is what I've paid for that game. <laughs> Basically, if we're put, if we're breaking it yeah. down by that, but yeah, if, and I, I did the math also. Like I think I've put at least sixty dollars itself into it in keys whenever the first keys came out, and so sure. now I'm at point one cent still per hour that I've played that game so I mean if you break it down by hours like it's like spe- specifically games like that and who knows how many hours I put into Bad Company 2 and things like that I don't yeah. I mean yeah you could say you could say you know I'm gonna put a lot more you know, I'm gonna make this game a lot more because if Rocket League was $60 at the gate and then I put another 60 or $80 in keys and a- additional content for it they'd be getting more bang for my buck but they made yeah. it $20, so I'm, throwing, I'm not even throwing whole pennies at people right now. Yeah, yeah, I try I, I try. think uh,
1: I wanted to bring up uh, what Adam Muski yeah, brought up in the chat talking. and that's that uh, you shouldn't break a game down by its cost. It's like breaking up breaking down your pay if your salary. Now, which I agree with this. would make
0: me really sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Um I agree with this. I think the the point of bringing up like how much would you pay based on how much time you put into it is less for you to break down and exactly find out how much you've given the company and more just to make and i'm mostly speaking for us i don't want to say for everybody um i'd like it to be for everybody but i it, it for me it's a positioning it's a mental positioning of like the people that are pissy about microtransactions and we can wrap up with this with this uh where this topic leads um are people that don't think about how much they Use a thing that was created by humans, and so the the reason I I bring up the looking at it based on how many hours you play is like Ryan just did, looking and seeing like, oh, I've paid them like a tenth of a penny per hour, Um, and maybe that doesn't make you feel bad, but maybe it motivates you to go like, you know what, I will spend you know ten dollars in the next month on keys, just to like realize like how much you enjoy a thing that was made, and how like just try and give money back to the system. I don't want people to spend. Movie theater prices per hour of a game they pay they play that's ridiculous. Like Ryan would have spent fifteen thousand um, dollars, but just just as a way for people to look at it and go, you know, I've played this a ton and uh, I like it a lot. They kind of, I think they deserve some of my money. I just want to make gamers more conscientious of like how much time they spend in someone else's creation. If that makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, I think, but I mean, that comes back to the not necessarily this crew, but
1: the gamer community in general is oof, an entitled bunch of. Oof, don't get me started. You, mostly, um, yeah. Mo- uh, I don't want to say mostly. The ones that speak up the most are entitled. It's a, I understand
0: as fuck. it's a it's a, vo- it's a very yeah. much a vocal minority, right? A, a, yeah, the, sure. It's the loudest crew. Um, it's, it's, a loud, it's the loudest crew that's making, you know, the, it's the people that are talking the most and making the most noise. The vast majority of people don't speak up. They don't say anything. They don't have an internet presence. They just play the game for what it is. Um, sorry, I, I was sitting back further away from it.
1: Um, <laughs> he was like, um, I don't I know. Like, hey, oh, what's shit, going
0: on? Because uh, <laughs> um, my chair fucking broke. So I'm actually, if you got, it, it looks like I'm squatting right now, essentially. If, if, I were to t- if I were to move the camera over here, uh, it looks like I'm taking a dump.
2: Um, and it's getting, it's Christ. starting to. Get, is that what's happening behind the desk you had yes. earlier? <laughs> uh, it's starting to get, unco- starting to get uncomfortable. Um, squeezing the turd
0: out. No, I think Sheesh, that time, like, it actually was me physically sitting back here, way away from the mic. Um, but anyway, now I lost my point because all I can think about is taking a dump now. Um, <laughs> entitlement. I don't know. Fuck it. Move on. I didn't have a point. Go.
1: Yeah. Go. So, so to wrap up, um, we, uh, Oh, shit, we kind of... Oh, no, no, no. Ryan wanted. Ryan brought back up in, a, in our little private chat over here that we didn't really talk about how... Because microtransactions are such a negative thing in people's eyes. Like, how, A, um, people can reposition the way they think about it, but on, on the game studio's side, how can microtransactions become better? Um, Ryan, that was your question. Do you want to, like, maybe lead with your gripes or why you would think they need to be better?
3: This is what I was wanting to talk about the other day, um, in Discord. And I stopped because I'm going to talk about here. But um, so the it brings back last week with Anthem how we had that discussion about you know that leak of a twenty dollars skin for for an actual for the javelin or whatever. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah. yeah, So
3: what? And everybody was upset about it. Everybody's all pissy. And I can understand that twenty dollars. That's quite a bit of money. You know, and obviously it's for a single yeah, skin, single sure. Skin, if that's really what it's going to look like, um, but I was also going to put it this way: if they made the skins two dollars, even the best ones. Now, okay, let's not go that far. If, if the best skins were five bucks, <laughs> you know, sure. If it's twenty, you're going to have a, let's say a thousand people download it. If you make it five. 10,000 to 15,000 You'll people have ten to fifteen thousand. You know, so is it better to make these skins or these additional content on these microtransactions cheaper because you're going to get quadruple Volume more people yep. to download that instead because you know, I'm not gonna spend twenty dollars on a skin, but I'll spend five dollars on four different or I'll yeah, you know, I'll spend four or five dollars for four different skins and they're gonna get my twenty dollars still instead of me only getting one out of it.
1: Eric, we did such a good job of not talking about Fortnite every week and I fucking ruined it this episode. But uh you're it, no, right, Ryan. No, and it, I think Fortnite yep. I think Fortnite is the, the the benchmark right now. Because they have their fifteen, twenty five dollar battle pass every season which is like a 90 day thing so like once every three months 25 bucks whatever um but then they also you can just straight up buy skins and they aren't expensive mm-hmm. they aren't expensive they're like five ten fifteen dollars and and yeah they're they're kind of crushing it so i think you're right like twenty dollars for a single skin fuck off I'm, not, I'm never paying for that some people will i'm not but if you make them five dollars make them six dollars seven dollars ten dollars i'll buy the ten dollar ones less frequently but I'll throw in money every once in a while. And uh, I sure. think that um, Fortnite is, yeah, it's kind of the benchmark. Yeah, and that's... I think that we should see a lot of, we should see games start to do this, where not only do they have the loot box um, uh, Does Fort... feature. Does Fortnite have loot like, boxes? Sorry. They do. They've got llamas. That llamas. You can... Sorry, loot llamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: That's what it is. Loot llama. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, like, the... the, the that's a whole other conversation the loot box gambling thing is interesting to me and I I meant to bring this up earlier when we were talking about like people doing this forever fucking trading cards have done this for like 40 years you buy a pack of cards and you have no idea what's in it and you open it and you might get a really good thing and you might not like that's literally loot boxes, and no one fucking came at Pokemon for making kids gamble with their money. Like,
0: well, here's the here's the thing, and <clears> I, <think, throat> I want to interject real quick. Is yeah, go for it, it. It, it. The issue with loot boxes, and this is more an EMEA regulation, like Privacy Act thing, or whatnot under that whole deal, is it you is just pronounce I- MIA. You're putting EMEA? yeah, yeah, you're putting <laughs> money into something, uh, and then there's a chance that you can get. And the biggest the big stink about it was is in Star Wars Battlefront. Like two, you couldn't do anything with that duplicate, right? Like, a lot of games like Fortnite, Overwatch specifically, I think is a better one, and even CSGO to a, to, a, to an extent, you had the Steam market to go and put it on there, right? You had, uh, with Overwatch, you break that duplicate down, and then you can do something with it. Same thing in PUBG, right? I don't have an issue with getting a duplicate as long as I'm getting something from that duplicate where I'm able to say, okay, I'm going to break this down and I'm going to get the in-game currency, Um, I think that's Mm -hmm. where the big stink about it is. I I agree with you completely. Trading cards have been doing this forever. I go and buy a pack of Pokemon cards or Magic the Gathering cards. Oh, shit. Now I've got 17,000 Leviathans. Well, what am I going to do with these? I'm going to go trade my 17 Leviathans with a friend for something else. Where that mechanic is not there yet, right? Uh, There are other games. Like you said, Fortnite is the benchmark. That is the model everybody's chasing. I really like what Apex did um with theirs Fuck, where man. it is okay i've been mean, no either, duplicates there's no duplicates one mm-hmm. two so uh two i'm earning if i i'm earning crafting materials right the crafting materials i think they need to maybe tweak and balance and make those appear just a little bit more sure. volumes but again the game released on we the game hasn't even been out for seven days yet uh um, yeah. <laughs> right, right right it's uh, young it's young young yeah, yeah. um so yeah, i think it's it's an interesting model and to ryan's point I don't think the market has found that middle point yet. Fortnite is the benchmark. Apex is done. We've got Anthem coming out. Um, I, we haven't brought up Destiny 2 the way they do it. I, I kind of like their Eververse model because you you're earning things as you're level, getting a level in that game. Sure. You don't necessarily have to buy silver. Um, why they came up with silver for the name in Destiny makes no fucking sense to me still to this day, but whatever. Um, uh, but it's it's a it's a it's an it's a it's still an evolving thing to find the formula that is most tolerant. Uh and I still yeah. I don't think we're uh I don't think we're even six months or a year from that answer. I think we're multiples of years, right? We're not gonna get a real balance in the market or equilibrium until I think we're two, three, four years into the next console
1: uh Yeah. Console. I think uh I think Apex is on is on the onto something. Um and it's mm-hmm. it's taking it's taking uh Fortnite's model and and, and evolving it. And I think that, like, on top of the no no longer getting duplicates, which is very good, um, they also guarantee a legendary item every 30 boxes, which, like, that's just nice. Like, if you're putting in money, you want to get something nice, they're guaranteeing you'll get something nice every 30 boxes, and that's outside of just getting stuff on the RNG, when you're praying to RNGs. Um, So, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Apex is Apex is onto something and uh I think that we'll see microtransactions evolve over time, as obviously they have to. Um But yeah. Nice. 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 So we're, we're <laughs> so we're winding we're, we're, yeah we're just uh, nice so we're, we're coming towards the end of the show folks and what we do at the end of the show is we go into bounties which is what we've been watching listening to reading or playing over the last week so we're going to wrap up with that um, Bobby what are your bounties my friend
2: uh, I'm playing The Division 2 beta on top of Apex, as you guys might have heard. Oh, fuck. It's, I have that now. i got to play it. It's really fucking cool. You guys should check it out. If you like The Division, yeah. it is more of that. Dope. Um, I started watching uh, a show called Russian Doll on Netflix. Mm. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, it's like Groundhog's Day, kind of, uh, but really dark and twisted. Um, so check that out. All right. And uh, I'm reading, uh, not necessarily reading but I, I revisited it this week. Uh, not to end on a sad note, but we had to put my dog down on Thursday, and that was not fun. Uh, but a few years ago, I came across a web comic by The Oatmeal called My Dog, The Paradox. And uh, I went back to that this week uh, as we put Rocket down, and it was just really cool to go back and have that to, to look at. So uh, not not the funnest thing to end on, but definitely um, that is an awesome webcomic if you guys haven't read it. Yeah,
1: all love, dude. All love. Thank you, um, Ryan. What you been getting into over the last uh, week? Apex.
3: It's it.
1: Mm. <laughs> Apex there's is that. life. Apex Dude, is. I
3: don't I'm I'm worried about this year because like there's so much good stuff and yeah, I don't want to put one <laughs> down to play another and it's just I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna sell my Xbox. I
1: actually had. I'm just, I don't. Oof. I actually <laughs> had that moment last night. My uncle. Uh, sketch asked me to play Warframe with him, and like the journalistic side of me popped in as an answer and was like, "I can't, like I, I fucking can't play. I want to play Warframe, but I can't. Like I've got to get as much hour as many hours in on Apex as I can, so I can continue writing about it. And then as soon as that's done, we get." Fucking anthem next week, and as soon as or in a couple of weeks, and as soon as that's done, you know what I mean? Like crackdown. so much shit coming out. Yeah, crackdown. crackdowns he, next he, week. The, crackdown's the best thing to
3: speak to Adam. He's like the problem with buying multiple games. I didn't have to buy this goddamn game, and I'm just in love. With it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and I think that's where it's, it's got like no business being like, as good hey, as it this is. is Free, enjoy. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Hey, remember how much you like Titanfall? <laughs> have another one for free. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> You doing anything else, Ryan? Or has it just been Apex controlling your life? Apex,
3: and then, I I don't know, we've just been browsing stuff on Netflix. I'm still in the middle, trying to watch Ozark. We're trying to sit down. Those are hour-long episodes. I can't really devote too much time to each episode every night, so... Sure. Uh, Eric,
1: what you been up to? Bounties, my friend. Oh, oh,
3: oh. Sitting in a conference room fucking eight <laughs> hours a day
0: for the last three days. Um, so I, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been that inundated with sales kickoff. For those of you who don't work in the giant corporate world like this guy, uh, once a year you get a sales organization together all in a hotel somewhere. It's an elaborate festival to you know kind of pump them all up. A um, lot of good content, a lot of good connections, a lot of good networking. I mean, that from that side of it. Uh, but it is a slug of sitting in an uncomfortable chair and watching powerpoints, uh, and then awkward forced team building interactions. Um, this, you know, we got to make. Luckily, the, I was kind of impressed with this company because they found a local charity uh, that helps out foster kids, and we all built blankets and teddy bears for them. So whenever they get. Um, you know, whatever they get, uh, you know, whenever somebody goes in a foster home, they get a teddy bear and a blanket uh, to help ease that, uh, ease that transition. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. I didn't really get to do much uh, bounty wise this week. Apex was Monday night, Tuesday night. I'm probably going to jump into that uh, a little bit tonight.
1: Um, I'm going to jump into that right after this podcast. Yeah, I got go I'm going
0: to go hang out with the family because I haven't seen them all week I got uh, and I condition. hear them stirring,
1: too, so. Family's overrated. <clears throat> Wait, I'm just kidding. That was the, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that.
0: Hold on, did what? like were you were you were you? Go, did I, I saw your shoulder kind of move when you said gun convention. I wasn't sure if you were gonna flex or not, Ryan. So <laughs> you're
3: actually going. You're actually going gun to convention. The go okay. to. No, I'm actually right, going to one.
0: <laughs> okay,
3: cool. that's, I, that's, should, oh, right. I didn't think about it. You, it's you, still, it's you still thought, thought about hey, it. I I don't get up till two p.m. I'm, usually on Saturdays. So,
0: well, unconsciously, your shoulder—that's going to change, my friend. That's going to change. No, you're gonna have. She can a, get uh, up early. No, but.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeesh! Yikes! Yikes. guys when guys in, in july ryan's gonna get murdered yeah by his anyway um
0: well i think uh we're gonna finish up sex education on uh netflix this week um oh yeah i want to watch that it's 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 really it's worth the eight hours um i think it's a really good show um yeah no kidding uh shadow it's it's just bonkers the amount of things i think to ryan's point it's I am having trouble with the limited amount of time I actually get to play these days um, justifying, you know, <laughs> what I'm going to play, what I'm going to play. Because, like, Black Ops, there's the tier system in that game, which I'm way behind on this, you know, season. Uh, then there is, uh, you know, I just bought the definitive edition of Tales of Vesperia I'd like to finish up, uh, you know, just to play through that storyline again because it's so good. Um yeah, it's 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 bonkers. There's going to be a lot of bounties and a lot of talk, and we're you know I know we've been talking about producing some more content off side of this, um, you know in 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 the bounty board. Or I should call it the Nerdy Bits Discord. We really need to change that logo um, because it is going to very soon become multiple channel streams and multiple pieces of content and things like that. So
1: yeah absolutely um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted when that happens yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this week for me I have been playing Apex as everybody knows and i uh, been watching Punisher finally getting around to season 2 um, it's a very good guys it's very good in the first episode he throws a motherfucker through a sink and it's amazing um, Yeah, it was in the trailer so you're fine um, <laughs> uh, I've been reading a, a Halo book called Silent Storm that's very good written by Troy Denning um about master chief is super dope i'm a huge nerd anybody who's laughing or wants to laugh at that that's fine this is a game podcast fuck off if you're laughing at me reading about a game um listening Ooh, health a band that i fucking love had a new album come out yesterday and it slaps it's so good um so yeah get in on that because it's right, song four it's called black static just listen to it with with good headphones or, like, a good stereo, and it'll knock you on your ass. It's super good. Um, and before we wrap up completely, I wanted to throw out that uh, the February games with Game Pass uh, were announced a couple of days ago. We're getting um, Tomb Raider... Shadow of the Tomb Raider, sorry. Uh, the complete first season of Walking Dead. Uh, the Return to Arkham Collection, which is a remastered Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight. Um, those games are amazing. Uh, B, a Pumped BMX Pro, which is a little, like, sideways... Trials style BMX game. It's pretty dope. Uh, DeBlob and Crackdown. So that's just what they've announced so far. We all know they like to add a bunch of shit was, to that list.
0: Yeah, and the chat wants to know what the name of the band was. Again, I want to catch it on audio too
3: for the people. On oh, mind.
1: yeah. The name of the band is Health. H E A L T H. And the album is. About
3: flaps. What the no,
1: the album. no that's oh god damn it no that's my description of the album the album slaps it's uh, Slaves of Fear it's called Slaves of Fear yeah and it's mm, it's mm, chef's kiss very good Um, but as we wrap up Thanks for listening, guys. Um, If you want to listen to the podcast, I post them on Monday. You can find that at nerdybits.com slash listen or iTunes, Stitcher, and any other podcatcher app that has us. Um, I need to find out what that exact list is, but I will. Um, If you want to watch any of our streams, I've got uh, Sarge and Hybrids stream schedules up on nerdybits.com slash watch. Um, You can read anything I'm writing on nerdybits.com slash read. I've got an Apex piece coming out and then a character piece, a legend piece on Apex coming out eventually um so that's that uh yeah we, you can find me anywhere um that's Twitter Instagram uh Xbox PlayStation at Lubwub um Eric where can people find you
3: hybrid glass everywhere counts
1: dope Ryan where can people it's find you
3: ODM on Twitch and Twitter
1: uh, amazing and Bobby last but not least Big Bobby the soft clothes <laughs> sommelier where can people find you <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> um, lumberjack smack on all gaming platforms. Uh, Bobby P's on Twitter, BP's eighty five on Instagram.
1: Sweet. You need to consolidate those to the same name. If you, can. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's little right. Kid the
2: little there. kid. <laughs> the, the little kid. <laughs> uh, tracking uh, down. Yeah. Fucking little kid.
0: Uh, no, I think your new gamer tag is the soft close sommelier. <laughs> that's that's yeah, That dude, is what everything needs yes. to change to.
1: We came up with lumberjack smack it. is really good. It
0: is though, but the soft
1: close sommelier. Adamuski said he's listening to that album on Spotify now. I'd better get slapped. You will, friend. You will,
2: but not by this lumberjack.
1: No, no, no. Sorry, he's listening to Health on Spotify. The album will slap you. Lumberjack will not, unless you're close, and then he might.
2: It's a gentle grace.
1: Soft. It's it's the softest. It's so soft. (laughs) The hand motion. (laughs) <laughs> oh, fuck. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, we will be back next week uh, at a regularly scheduled uh, time. <coughs> I say yeah, that. We no probably. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> there isn't. Uh, but, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good fucking weekend. Toodle later. And remember. And remember. The fire rises. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I, don't, what noise. I don't know what button I'm hitting. Sorry. Hold on.
1: Bye.